I'm Gab, he's Jules. Blue skies over West London. Blue are still in the sky blue uh, half of Manchester. Weirdly, yeah. uh, they call that weird color sky blue, even though <laughs> normal countries, that's not the color the sky is. But i leave it to that. We, yeah. we have a packed show, Jules, because we'll be talking about that. We're talking about the title running in Serie A. Big win uh, for Milan. PSV mm-hmm. um, Eindhoven. I know it's a minor ah, thing, crazy. but man, man. Porto, like, well done for the... Well done, Porto. Uh, Atleti qualifying just about, yeah. uh, beating Real Madrid. But I think we got to start at Anfield because this could go down as... The, the day that Liverpool dropped out of the title race yeah. or not because it could be more twists and turns <laughs> they could they're held to a 1-1 draw by Tottenham Hotspur the gap now with Manchester City winning the next day is three points Jules you were there could you sense the shift in momentum or was it a bit flat from the players yeah I thought the players I think there was a feeling all around the stadium with the fans that this was really it was really tricky I mean it's this is a no-brainer. We knew that Spurs could come and cause them problem the way they attack, especially more more the way they defend. And I, I thought the fans responded really well because the atmosphere was really incredible. Almost if the fans could sense, OK, we need an extra support there because this is going to be tricky. I'm sure some were very optimistic and thinking they were going to win easy, but I think a lot of the fans within the stadium were like, this is not going to be easy today and today could could not go like as expected uh, and we, we might not win. And I think you, you could sense that. But then I thought the players were flat. I wonder if Klopp should have made more changes compared to, to the team that played against Villarreal and that gave so much and the intensity was so high in midweek in the Champions League because they look, they look very tired very quickly, I have to say. And, and I, think, I think that was part of the problem on top of obviously the game plan that Spurs had that worked very well for them as frustrated as that was for Liverpool and the players and the fans. Yeah, from from Tottenham's perspective, obviously they're in this hunt for the for the top four. It feels like the momentum is with Arsenal. Obviously, when they took the pitch, Arsenal hadn't played yet. Yeah. And they back of their minds they've got the North London Derby coming up on uh coming up on Thursday. But it looked to me like and we'll get to Klopp's uh, comments in a minute, it looked to me like Spurs had a fairly clear mm. game plan and they knew that ultimately, I mean, sometimes we overcomplicate the game, but if you have Son and Kane against attacking fullbacks, you're al- there's always going to be a moment. You know, you can play badly, you can absorb pressure for a long stretch, and I'm not saying that that necessarily happened. Yeah. And then you have a chance uh, yeah. out of nowhere or out of very little. Yeah, completely. And um, the, the, the 5-4-1 defensively when they didn't have the ball worked so well. Not that they were super deep, but they were deep enough in their own half to, to frustrate Liverpool, not give them much space, not give them much chances. Because if you look, apart from the header from Van Dijk on the bar and the goal is deflected, but apart from that, there, there isn't much. Sessegnon's header towards his own goal, saved by Lloris, and then that's, that's pretty it. So they did that really well. And then on the counter, we, we talk about, we dissect the, the Spurs goal because Liverpool are all over the place defensively on that. The back four is just upside Thank down you. completely. But, but they, I spoke to Lloris after the game and he said, we worked so hard all week, every day, long days about this game plan and the defending and all of that, that it, it paid off. One of the things, and you mentioned it, you know, the defensiveness. And I'm wondering, at some point, whether we see Klopp and Pep, I think it's fair to say, we both like them, we're both loved by the media. Yeah, yeah. Both had comments this weekend where you're wondering if things are getting to them a little bit. Mm. Klopp couldn't help after the game coming out, and I am paraphrasing here and saying that, you know, Oh, right. Tottenham had a game plan. It's right for them. Who am I to judge? 
but I don't like it. It's not yeah. for me. Yeah. But you go ahead do what you like. Yeah, but I don't yeah. like it. Blah blah. And, and the I, fifth. And the fifth in the table. He kept saying the fifth in the table. It's a bit. What a bad loser. It's not. It's not a side of Klopp that we'd seen. Obviously, we. I think we understand that he likes attacking football. He likes more proactive football. Equally, if you were flying the Conte flag, which I'm gonna do for a second here, I could be like, dude. I took over in November. You've been there six years. Will you give me some freaking time? We're going away from home against the best team in the world. I've got a tremendous counterattacker in Hongman Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why should I go and try to try to beat you at your own game? I should have counterpress, play a high press so the ball can go over Emerson's head and I look like an idiot again. Why? What, yo, yeah, please, yeah, yeah. please Jürgen, tell me. No, of course. But you can still play a bit more with the ball, be a bit more proactive, be a bit more attacking than what they did. And that worked for them. It's fine. And we all wrote them off before the game saying like, they're never going to get even a point there. And they did. But I think Klopp's comment was more like, surely with those players, and I agree with him, you could play more expensive style of football than what they did on Saturday. With, with what players? I mean, Kuluzewski. Kuluzewski right. touched the ball mostly in his own 30-yard line or yeah. 40 yards. There's a Kuleski who tore up Serie A for, for Juve from the bench. No, 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 it's not that. Don't give me that there's not enough players in that no, team. No, I'm, I'm not saying there's not enough Liverpool. players. And maybe they would have lost. Maybe they would have won as well. If we go back to the debate about Villarreal, it's the same debate, Gab. It's yeah. the same debate. I, 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 I'm, but I understand Klopp and Conte. I think Klopp let himself down a little bit when he said that. I thought that was, that was a bit unnecessary. And personally, I think if he could have it again, I think he might take that back. For the avoidance of doubt, what I mean when I say if Klopp could have that moment back, he would have it. Because mm. he, said, he said things like this before. This is not the first time that he, you know, he blames the, the, the opposition manager for parking the bus. He's... It's not the I, first I time. I think it's a different thing when you say it in this context. When you say it in this context, people will read it, I think, as a sign of frustration and weakness. Yeah. And I think Klopp's messaging has been nearly flawless in in the time he's been there especially in recent seasons right he's stuck up for his guys but he's had the positivity he's been courageous when he's had things to say when you say stuff like this in the way he said it you know rather than rather than saying look they defended deep they made it tough for us we put in crosses blah 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 it didn't work it happened sometime you know you, you could have gotten the same point across in a different way. You could have you could have said, you know, we had the same thing here against Burnley, for example. I don't can't remember what the score was in the Burnley game. Atletico right. Madrid, he, he took the example of Atletico, he said they're the same. Yeah, but they're not the same as Atletico Madrid. But like, he said, and he said it's like Atletico Madrid. See, this is why though, because if you say it's like Atletico Madrid, like you're 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 simply wrong. It's not like Atletico Madrid against City at all. That makes me wonder, are his nerves getting a little bit frazzled? Because to me, this is this is something. This this sends the message that oh my god, we might have lost it, and that's not the message you want to send. Because yeah, it's three points. Stranger things can happen. You're still in it. You did not lose the Premier League on that day. Yeah, you're still in it. You're still the quadruple is still a plus pressure. And within the stadium, so he's human though. He's human. I can understand getting into pressure, and that's my reading of it. And I think the reaction is a reaction of. Of frustration, and but we've all been we've all played in games like this where you don't win against a team that is weaker than you because they were super defensive and you're gutted. And when you're so gutted and you go, you know, you go, you've got so much like kind of rage, and you go out and you say, yeah, I mean, look at the way they play. That's why blah blah blah. But you sense the tension on that bench 
from from but you from were Hoffa. there you could yeah. you could you could sense we, even we, within I, the stadium we had the video was, of you wandering around pointing no, out to the thing. it was lovely they let us do that before the and game you sat in Klopp's seat yeah and do you think that might have impacted the result and some of his no, nerves because I send good vibes Liverpool okay. fans I promise you but and all the Liverpool fans who were there too or who are listening will know the Diaz goal or the deflected Bentancourt or whatever you want to call it the the stadium erupts. And but straight after, almost, the pressure comes back on. Are we going to win or are we going to drop two more points now? And, and the atmosphere didn't go flat again because they were still there. But you could sense the pressure within the fans almost straight after the 1-1 of like, OK, but what, what's happening now? Even a draw is not good enough now. And, and, I, and I really think, not that they, the pressure got to them or overwhelmed them in the sense, and that's why they dropped the points. But you could, you could really sense it. And you know, I... We said before, we had a debate, is it better to play first or play second if you're City or Liverpool or be the hunter mm. and the hunted, all that kind of stuff. And, and I always thought it's better to play first, you put pressure. But I promise you, Gab, the pressure on Saturday night was unreal. And you sensed it, like the guys from where we were sat in the press box, the guy, everybody around us, you could see them. They were just like, oh my God, 1-1 one, one is, is just not enough. We're not going to score, we're not going to win it. And... and yeah, I think maybe that's not where they've lost it, but it could easily be the moment where they actually lost it. I'm wondering if we take a step back and we look at the context of the last three games, so not just this one, but obviously the, uh, the Villarreal game, yeah. where, for those who weren't paying attention, they had a really rough first half away, mm. two goals down, and then they get back into it. Um, and play really well in the second half with yeah, some help. Yeah. I mean, the goalkeeper made some huge mistakes, but Liverpool did play really well. But also the Newcastle game before that, where it was totally one-sided. They played really well. He made half a dozen changes. Yeah. He rested everybody ahead of the Villarreal game. Yeah. And I'm wondering, again, just, you get into sports science and psychology, and, it, and I think it's really important to have people prepared to me, when those guys took the weekend off against Newcastle, right? So many of his key players. Mm. Um, I wondered, if, is this why they didn't have the right tension ahead of the Villarreal game, that they went two goals down? Or should they have benefited more and been more effective in this game? Because Maybe. I didn't take a genius. You, you called it a 5-4-1 defensively. Um, I think it's pretty much what it was. I mean, you might call it 5-3-2, but whatever. No, nah, Son was a, um, was, was a left midfielder okay. without the ball. In that case, you knew that they were going to do that. Mm. You knew, and you knew they were going to do that not because Conte is necessarily a defensive coach. We've seen him play attacking football too. Yeah. But you're going away from home against one of the two best teams in the world. You're fighting for a spot in the Champions League, yeah, no, which is going to determine how much money you have to spend to strengthen the squad. I mean, there's two guys playing this game, right? So you knew this was happening. Completely. And what I found disappointing was, in spite of that, in spite of all the crosses they put in, um, you have a deflected goal. You had the Van Dyke hitting the crossbar, yeah. and then you had a lot of little chances yeah, where they where, chances. they where they whack the ball into a, a big group of bodies, or they're waiting for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, John and Henderson starting that game doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Well, he didn't start in midweek. He's got to start at some point, right? But this is not a game for him to start, and he he came off the first one with Robertson. Um, I I thought this is the games where Thiago has to. Yeah. This is the kind of game that this he is what he's there for. Exactly, and again he he tried. I think he tried, but there was clearly something missing. And there's obviously well, the Salah he's not going to be able to do it in every game. No, but right? there's also the Salah issue yeah. because again Salah on Saturday, 
you know, Sessegnon is a nice player and Ben Davis as well, but Mo Salah on form just wiped the floor with him. And in this game, there was none of that. And Trent didn't have a good game either. So you already look at individuals. I think collectively, they were tired. And then individually, on top of the tiredness, a lot of them didn't play at the level you would expect for a game like this. Again, if it had been Norwich, no problem. You can play 50% of your ability. You can be tired. You win. Especially yeah. in, your, in your own state. Not I, a game like this. I think you nailed it. Against a team that defends well, you probably won't beat them with patterns of play. You're going to beat them either through an opposition mistake, and yeah. Spurs didn't really have too many of those. You're either going to beat them through a moment of genius through one of your big players, and Salah's delivered them, Thiago's delivered them, yeah. Mane's delivered them, to Trent's delivered them. But in this day, they weren't there. No, Diaz was the only one really that looks lively enough for that. But or you're then if that otherwise you're going to rely on a deflected shot or set some, pieces, some chaos or set pieces, and they were close. Yeah, but exactly. But even set pieces, you know. You've got Dyer, you've got Romero back there, you know. Yeah, it was going to be difficult. It was always going to be difficult, yeah, right? Um, and looking at the other end of the pitch, though, that goal that they scored, I, I was surprised. I was watching on television, and I heard, apart from some criticism for Trent for not closing Kane down quickly enough, which, by Trent's the way... In, like, the, in the left-back position, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's on the wrong yeah, side of the pitch. Maybe got a little lost. I also feel a little bit... This whole like Trent Alexander Arnold can't defend trope. It seems like he gets blamed for everything always, especially when he's not the only one making a mistake. And that clearly yeah. he could have done better because he gives Kane time. But equally, and I realize that, that Trent not closing him down created a chain reaction of events of people in wrong positions. Mm. Equally though, you can't magic that away that Son is wide open. Equally, you need, you expect experienced defenders Completely. like they have but to they make decisions to react to the to each other's decisions in real time and make sure that that doesn't happen. Completely. And they, they call, they really call, I think Van Dijk and Konate, I mean, I call in the wrong side of the, in the wrong side of the pitch in a way, and you'll understand my point, Kane should never drop, never, never control the ball as easily as he did and, and, and bring it down the way he did because it's Emerson Royale hoofing the ball pretty much towards yeah. Kane, but then Kane makes it into a, into a goal chance when he should ne never have been able to control the ball like he did. And after that, between Sessegnon and Son, even if you're a bit all, of, all over the place, which the, the back four is on that chance, you should not let them with so much... It was too far, too easy, you know, too predictable, too everything to what, not defend better. What it looked to me like, it looked to me as if Trent sees the ball coming to Kane, maybe out of the corner of his eyes, he sees, because there were a lot of red shirts back there, he says, okay, we can defend this positionally. We have enough people back here. I don't ben. need to gamble to win the ball. If I gamble to win the ball here, Kane shrugs me off or whatever, then he has a clear run to cross or that's shoot. That's why I think it's a mistake so because I neither of his midfield three are nowhere near the ball, which they should. Fabinho should have never been so high. I, mean, I understand this. But the defenders were there and it's not like... Yeah, yeah, but... I still, mean, it was Sessegnon coming and it was Son. There was nobody... You still had... Yeah, you still had four, plenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That... I, maybe that was his mistake, but you can't dump it all on Trent. The other people no, no, have to react in real time. Yeah, yeah, completely. And maybe what he didn't realize, though, like, yeah, the bodies were back there, but they were all in the wrong positions. So, I, yeah, completely. Um, completely. You know, and I, then I think they're even lucky that Oiberg, right at the end, has a brain freeze, do doesn't know what to do with his header, either goes on goal or goes to Kane, and does neither. 
because I think it could be 2-1 for Spurs. And what was funny... Well, not I didn't understand funny. the Hoiberg thing at all. Like, what was he thinking? I think he scored in between because he can, he, can, he can just lay the ball up for Kane, like you're Kane, I'm Hoiberg, right. or, or go for the target and try to score easily because he's so close to the goal. And then I think he does in between. But at the end, now that things are back to normal at football stadiums, when we go to do the flash interviews at the right holders, at Onfield, we are literally by the tunnel. Close to it, in front of the the, the, the door from the away dressing room is literally where I'm standing. And Mo Salah comes out of the tunnel and smashes the door towards his dressing room, clearly in frustration, gutted. But the Spurs player did the same because they really believed they should have won that game and they had enough to win that game and that Liverpool were, were actually not that impressive, not that great, not that good. And I think, I said to Lloris after, if I had told you before the game, you were going to take a point, you would have taken it, right? right. And he said, yeah, of course. He said, but now with the hindsight of the match, we all feel a little bit disappointed because there was clearly room for a win here. And despite the players and Conte clapping themselves in the, in the dressing room, we could hear them from just outside. They, they, they thought this is a missed opportunity because we could have come home with three points, which would have been massive for them. Let's throw forward a little bit to the North London Derby and then talk about Spurs a little bit about where this leaves them, because obviously the game is Thursday night. We're going to do our show Thursday morning. Yeah. Um, you said Conte was clapping them there. Mm. Do you expect a similar performance from Spurs, or do you see them going more for the jugular? They bearing in mind that we'll talk about Arsenal later. I don't think again Arsenal were super impressive. No, no, with, no, no. with that victory. No, um, but you already said it. This is a final, and we cannot not win it. So you, this is this is a game where Spurs take a draw, and I think Spurs set up against Liverpool for a draw. I think they would have been delighted with a nil-nil draw. It doesn't matter. We haven't seen much of Kane and Son and Kulisicki, but it doesn't matter. But I think this was very much the idea of let's try, obviously, to score a goal, but take a draw and we're very happy. The Arsenal game is we have to go and we have to win. We have to score. We have to score. And if we, you know, if we don't, we don't. If they win, they win. But we have to go for it. I don't think you can take even like the kind no, of no. Carlo approach of let's be cautious for, uh, uh, for 45 minutes. And wait minutes, for, for Kane an and Son to do something. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they're going to go for it. And they have, they, ha they have to get. And again, I love Conte and Hugo Lloris' family, but they have better players than playing too deep, too kind of defensive football, I think. This goes back to an age-old thing, which I'm going to mention again, which I think applies to everybody. When we see teams not executing well, or for it's, sure. because, I, no, no, I it's because the football ecosystem right now consists of let me go and pay this fancy manager with fancy ideas five million ten million a year but then let me make sure that he doesn't have any kind of time to work with his players on the pitch because there's too many fixtures obviously in Conte's pace even more so because he took over in November he didn't even have the preseason and it's not making it you could go and say oh you're making excuses no, no, you're week. not making excuses whether it's Klopp whether it's Pep mm -hmm. did, sorry, sorry, did, did, did Pep win the Premier League in his first season no no did Klopp no no, 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 like, I know. I know. I'm not but saying you Conte, can't win, Conte but you can't reach game. a certain standard unless you have time. Okay. What you're paying for is for these people to go and teach football. The Same thing for Rangnick as well, frankly. I'm not saying, you know... It, no, 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 I agree with you, but Conte prepared this game every day in the week. Yeah, because it's a lot easier to do. Yeah, because they didn't have to travel to Villarreal on the Monday, come back on the, when, on the Tuesday yeah, night. Time. But it doesn't matter. But I see, I see what you mean. I still, I still think, as good as that result was, and as good as they played defensively to frustrate Liverpool and could have won the game, 
sometimes I watch them and I'm like, okay, I would love to see Kulusevski with more of his touches in the, thir the last 30 yards of the opposition instead of, of his course. own 30 yards. Of course. You know, but, but I know it's, it's easier said than done. And that's why I fully expect them to, to be more attacking against Arsenal on Thursday night. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, enough Liverpool. How about some quick hits? Let's go, Gab. Verona does not prove to be fatal for Milan, <laughs> unlike in years past. Jules, yeah. as they come from behind to win 3-1. That Rafael Leal, bit special. Very special. But we did think at some point that Verona could prove uh, could prove to be fatal because they were leading up to just before the end of the first half. And then Sandro Tonali obviously came and rescued with, with Rafael Leal, who was amazing again. You know, sometimes I still wonder if... So, okay, every time I think he should be a, a centre-forward, he's got everything to be one of the best strikers in the world because he can hold the ball, he's, he's strong, he's so quick, he's so intelligent, he's so this, he's so that, and then he plays wide and I go like, okay, yeah, he's quite good wide and then he creates those, he makes those goals, he makes things happen and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong then, maybe he should stay wide and maybe not, or maybe kind of a hybrid role where he can be as a centre forward, he can be wide, he can be this, he can be that, because I just think he's so good, there's nothing he cannot do. Yeah, I think... He's come on in, in leaps and bounds. The raw ability Crazy. was there. People were excited about him for, for a long time. We want to give a shout out as well, defensively, because Verona did play well. They did play well. But Fikayo Tomori and Pierre Kalulu. Yeah, um, if you remember, after Simon Chiara's injury, people uh, were like, you know, and Alessio Romagnoli was in that situation with his contract. People were like, Milan have to get a defender in January. They're and now mm. they got their defender in house, and it's Pierre Kalulu. Yeah, and Tonali as well. Big goals again, like. High XG goals, huh? He's like on the goal line when he scores. I know, I know, man. A bit like the one he scored. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the well. former PSG star scores a stunner and you don't mention it? Alessandro Florenzi? Oh, yeah, Florenzi, yeah, yeah of that. course. Yeah, yeah, that's true, right. that's true. I forgot. I mean, not that he stayed in history. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of Milan, Gab, it looked as if they were going to be sold to the Bahrain fund Inverscope for 1.2 billion euros. But now that deal isn't done and we have Redbird Capital arriving. Yeah, so basically, uh, according to reports, they had, um, Inverscope had this period of exclusivity. It was, and then... We're told that they were, their offer of 1.2 billion, it was 800 million in cash and 400 million in, in loans, uh, that they were then going to go, then we're going to go in the in, uh, on the club. Uh, Elliot's saying, yeah, maybe we can do better. Uh, Redbird Capital supposedly a cash only bid. Um, we'll see how this goes. For those who don't know, Redbird Capital also involved with Toulouse and more yeah. importantly, also involved with Fenway Sports Group. Exactly. Manchester City beat up Newcastle 5-0 to go three points clear at the top. Jules, mm. that's one way to get over the disappointment of the Bernabeu. It is. We were all wondering if psychologically, you know, the the, the defeat would hurt, what, how they would react, and uh, they were outstanding. I mean, I, I think, in a way, it was a good thing to play Newcastle because they, they're not a super defensive. That's, one, that's not what Eddie Howe is doing. You know, I think they would, they would tr always yeah, try to... And still have Kraft at right back instead of Trippier, but yeah. Yeah, but Trippier came on. Uh, but 
But you know, it's not like if they played someone who really, really would have parked the bus massive. And I don't think that was in Newcastle's interest. They, they've got nothing to play for as well. But still, City were good. They, the combination, the patterns of play, all of that, they scored some really good goals, which is great. And the goal difference, let's not forget that yeah. the goal difference is very important. No longer ago, he was in favor of Liverpool massively, and now it shifted completely. City really good. I'm also kind of reaffirming the thing, though, that Gabriel Jesus is not a long-term answer at center forward. He's not any kind of a, exactly. I know. I just, I just don't see. He's played him at center forward a bunch these last few games. Yeah. Like I, I don't need I to see this completely. again. I'm with you completely. There'll be tougher games away at Wolves and away at West Ham the next two for City anyway. And sticking with them, Gab, what did you make of Pape's statements before and after the game? The lack of all, all the country, all well, the whole country, wants Liverpool to win. Blah, blah. Again, going back to what we said about Klopp. So before the game, he says, because remember, this was kind of overlooked. He came out and he said, oh, if we win, people are just going to say you just won because of, because of money. I don't care about that. Oh, I want people that. to think about what we built. So really, that shows a bit of an edge. And secondly, the fact that the country wants Liverpool to win. I think, Pep, the reason the country, first of all, and I'm not sure the country want Liverpool to win necessarily because Liverpool have a lot, like, like a lot of big clubs, there's a lot of people who don't dislike Liverpool. Yeah. But... Yeah, you want somebody different to win. You want a competition until the very end. There is, I think, with City, there is to some degree, and Chelsea went through it as well. Blackburn went through it. When you have a team that's perceived as nouveau riche, especially a team that's owned by, let's face it, a, yeah, a controversial regime or yeah. an investment yeah, yeah. fund with strong ties to a controversial regime. But people have kind of gone past that. People love the football that City play. I'm sure. Um, I, I don't I hope so. I don't see know. any kind of necessary thing. If you want to talk about... You know, the old they, complaint that Mourinho said there's so many ex-Liverpool players in the media. Yeah. There's so few. But Pep, Pep feels that as well. Pep and City feel the okay, same. Okay, now you have Mika Richards. But you know what? And we work with one, Nadia Manua. Yeah, Nadia Like, right. just because you have a former City player, I don't expect him to be a freaking parrot for the club. No. Or, or you know, I, I would expect a neutral member of the media can look at this and say Manchester City are really good and they're deserving champions they'd be deserving champions even if they don't win it and the same applies to Liverpool yeah, yeah. we've been blessed to have these two teams to me I don't I don't think these people are being I, I think to some degree there's a level of psychological exhaustion that prompts them to say frankly say maybe yeah, yeah yeah Paris Saint-Germain let a two-goal lead oh. against Trois slip and are held 2-2 Jules I guess they're like on the beach, though, oh, to yeah. be fair, the M&M were all there. Why don't you just let them physically go on the beach and maybe pay some kids, exactly. like Simons or the other but guy? I've told you so many times. This is what I don't... I really, I really don't understand this. What has what's got Pochettino to... Do you think he's paid by the point? I don't think... I, it doesn't work, even if he is, because they can't even be Trois, who's struggling. Um, the, the best bit, I thought in this was quickly because we don't care about this game to be fair but the trois manager now is a guy called Bruno Irles who used to play played for Monaco blah 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 average player quite intelligent players became a coach was coaching in the Monaco youth team when a certain Kylian Mbappe joined the club Bruno Irles was Kylian Mbappe under 17 coach at Monaco he was the coach who put Kylian Mbappe on the bench because he didn't defend enough <laughs> which almost led to Kylian leaving Monaco it was a, in the end Monaco sacked Irles because he was either Irles would go or Kylian would go 
So for them to, to meet again in Ligue 1, and ELS is doing a decent job, to be fair, he's gonna, I think Trois is going to, are going to be safe, so he did his job. But yeah, it, it made me laugh, and yeah. I was, yeah. Earless has a no ears, clearly doesn't listen very well. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, Atletico Madrid win the Madrid Derby thanks to a Yannick Carrasco penalty. Gab Calonche didn't look too fast. I mean, they don't look like they care that much. No, I think three of these guys are likely to play in the Champions League final. Yeah, of the people right. who start are likely to start. Um, I should say we saw Jovic up front. We saw Ludin. Nice to see what he yeah, looks like uh, between the sticks. <laughs> um, but I thought, Atleti but this game was really big for Atleti. It was, and, it was. you know, they, they hit the woodwork. Um, they pushed. They pressed. Real Madrid really well early, something they haven't really done effectively, certainly mm. uh, in the first half. I thought Griezmann looked good when he came on at halftime. Yeah, still hasn't scored in about 15? six months, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so, well done, Atleti, with Betis and Real Sociedad losing, I think the top yes. four is cemented. Yeah. Sticking with Real Madrid, top target Kylian Mbappe reportedly received another massive offer to stay at Paris Saint-Germain. This was last week after we taped the show. It was according to Le Parisien. I feel like every few days... There's another yeah. report from France. Oh, look, they've there offered him a bazillion, bazillions. And like, so Le Parisien was not so, so much saying about the new offer. They were saying that there's an agreement now. He's agreed to, to sign the deal, to stay, uh, which was too early. Uh, again, I'm being told that he hasn't decided yet. He certainly hasn't told anyone, not PSG. There's no agreement with anyone. His mother denied it as well. Um, it, it's strange. <laughs> I mean, it's... It, we can report whatever we want. It's, we've got one chance out of two to be right anyway. We report what we're told. Yeah, yeah, but what but I mean is, by like, if, you, if you go and have a guess, in a way, because this, this article, and I, I, you know, the guy who wrote it was my former boss, so I know, I know, um, I know where it comes from, everything. It, it, it looks like you're going you're gonna to be, it's, it's, if you say he stays, and then he ends up staying, it's, it's just 50-50 anyway. It's either he goes to Real Madrid or he stays. There's nothing else. Um, but I, I, I really think that Whatever is written now, whether Ramadou are confident or not, PSG are optimistic or not, it's, it's early because I don't think he knows himself, to be fair. July 1st. Probably. Chelsea gave up two late, late goals and are held to a 2-2 draw by Wolves at Stamford Bridge and Gab. Todd Braley, whose group will become the new Chelsea owners if the Premier League and the government approve it, was watching in the stands and whistling with his fingers like this every time there was something happening. What did he learn, do you think? He clearly learned the rule of offside because he thought the Ruben Rufus chick had scored and then didn't really understand when the goal was ruled I out. think it was hard. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to tell from the stands and okay. you notice the flag you're, going you're up. Kind. I'll give him a pass on that. I'll give him a pass on the whistling yeah I, I think he's obviously not the guy does not look like a billionaire <laughs> I he looks that. like what he is which is a former collegiate wrestler exactly. uh you know who maybe like unpacks that. boxes that's cool <laughs> for him right no no i, I love the fact he's really cool I, really. I love the fact he doesn't feel the need to look like everybody else yeah on the pitch i think he's going to be perplexed he might be perplexed uh romelu lukaku scored two goals i thought mm -hmm. i thought he did all right um me too might be perplexed by why we keep seeing all these guys with a expiring contracts playing at the back I'm talking about Rudiger and again it's just the point you've made all along As Aspilicueta like I don't even know what frame of mind that guy's in and at the end to concede two goals like that Trincao comes on and looks like he's Mbappe and Garincha rolled into one you got problems yeah. there there's they're, they're, they're serious issues um, there's just a lot of work to get into Huge win for Arsenal against Leeds United uh, they're now four points ahead of Spurs ahead of Thursday's North London yeah. Derby Jules, how they look? And did any Nketiah earn himself a new deal with his two goals? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Uh, he was good. The first one, he pressed Melier, who made a big mistake. That changed clearly 
the, the approach of the game and then and then the second one is an easy goal yeah. it's in the right position but it's an easy tap in still for a striker so I don't know if that if that means is that enough for a new deal uh, but certainly that put that was enough to give Arsenal a bit win dicey they against 10 men then, yeah huh? they didn't play well I thought the second half it was a bit they got a little scared because of that goal they considered on set piece when they've been really good this season but they haven't played well at West Ham they won they didn't play well against United they won they haven't really played great right. in that game not Saka a good time or the guard. no but you know they, 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 they get enough to win those games which is the most important uh, can you tell me something how is it that Mohamed El Nani has been arguably one of Arsenal's best players in recent recent weeks maybe because he's what, did he like forget, it, forget that he was there before no but he had the Afcon he went to so you can't really plan you can't play him when he's not there no, yes not there, but he was yeah. there before and after the Afcon yeah I don't Whatever. know it's strange Barcelona secured their place in the top four with a win over Betis and some late, late heroics from the old guard and the new guard. Gab, is he a photograph of the moment? Well, first of all, shout out to Xavi because it's really good. They're going to finish second. Uh, they were ninth likely. when he arrived. Yeah, I mean, nobody's taking that away. It is a photograph because you have Ansu Fati, yeah. right, coming on. Bit of a deflection, but how about that fancy footwork to get the, to get, to get the shot off? Um, and then the old guard. Oh, amazing goal. 39-year-old Dani Alves to 33-year-old Jordi Alba, who absolutely leathers it. I loved it at the end. Uh, the problem is, is the generation in between. The ones <laughs> yeah. are supposed to be at the peak of their powers. Yeah. Um, That's true. Manchester United serve up another horse show away Ooh. to Brighton in a 4-0 defeat. Jules, I'm running out of things to say, so you handle this. Yeah, humiliation, that's what it was. I mean, I think the worst and maybe the biggest humiliation of all is when your manager brings on another defender to go five at the back for you not to consider fifth goal with 20 minutes to go. And I think this is the biggest embarrassment. This is, this is the worst because you go, hey, let's go back five and make sure we don't concede again because it was that bad. They were horrific from start to finish. Why did they the same lineup? What, what's Everywhere the point? On the, I know everywhere you want to think. Pitch. Juan Mata for his service but does he need to start two games in a week something he hasn't done since before Juan, the pandemic no Juan Mata should not start again for Manchester United full stop and I don't know how to interpret Cristiano Ronaldo smiling when they concede or whatever he's smiling but so he doesn't cry it's going to be a very long end of the season that's for sure Borussia Dortmund with 3-1 away to grow to first but the story is what Sebastian Kiel said after the game when he said that he expects Erling Haaland's situation to be clarified this week he said helpfully I wouldn't be surprised if he stays and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes <laughs> thank you Sebastian thank you very much for your help does he mean that the Manchester City announcement is anytime close yeah, yeah so the important thing isn't so much sure I'm not surprised if he stays or if he goes okay great okay, yeah thanks, Nostradamus yeah. uh, it's the fact that he expects to be clarified this week because this comes on the heels of reports that he has reached a deal yes. for Manchester City I told now, you I told you I think this deal could get wrapped up quickly somewhere else as well, given that there's no negotiation with Borussia Dortmund to be done frankly because because of the release clause um, but I think this is dropping a really really, really big hint a lot of Reports have jumped the gun, I think, a little bit, saying, that, oh, no, no, it's gonna, City are going to announce it this week. I'm not sure if your City wide necessarily you want to, to announce it this week. Well, why not wait? Wait exactly. until you won the title or, yeah, or exactly. whatever. And equally, if you're Holland as well, you've got another game to play. But remember when Dorman said to Holland, you have to tell us before February or March. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, with it, I, I always have to <laughs> laugh when that's on because, you know what, you put a release clause, power doesn't lie with you, but... 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bayern draw a choo-choo at home to Stuttgart, but they don't care because they have a Meisterschale to celebrate. Yes. Meanwhile, Jules, Julian Nagelsmann is still getting stick for that holiday in Ibiza that his players took. Yeah, you know, maybe they should go back. Because clearly, I mean, they play, they could have won the game easily. I mean, they could have done with Kingsley Coman not being sent off either. He wants to go back on the beach in Ibiza, clearly. Um, it's, this is pointless though they've won the, the league okay yeah you could play for Lewandowski to try to beat no, another record but, but there's no I, 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 don't, what, what I thought was interesting was Nagelsmann's reaction to this right he said I gave the players time off they chose to go to Ibiza yeah. right I think and maybe this comes a little bit from obviously he's a younger manager maybe it comes a little bit from experience from reaction in the media maybe I'm just being too old school on this even if that's the case, even if that's the truth, don't say that. Just say, they won the title. I made a decision. Deal with it. You, mean, you either blame, own it. Say, yeah, yeah, I see no, what no, you mean. Blame for what? No, no, they no, won the title. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 they yeah. earned it. I'm fully supportive of it. Yeah. Rather than saying, well, they chose to go to Ibiza. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, unless just own it. Unless, Show them you're the boss. Unless you didn't agree to it. But then, then you if you don't agree with it, you should say it too. Then you say it. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you come out and say it. Back on Friday, Inter came from behind to be Empoli 4-2. Gap the two points behind Milan and have a Coppa Italia final against Juventus to play in midweek. Do they look like a team that can do the double to you? Um, I think that they to show that they can know how to come back. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a tall order. Juventus like resting a lot of players at the weekend against uh, or on Friday night against Genoa as well. Um, it's taken a lot out of them. The thing about Inter is, relative to Milan, Inter, Inter often look jittery. They often put themselves into positions yeah. where then they need to get out of. Um, can a team like that win the double? Yeah, I think they can. Obviously, it's not all down to them. They don't control their own destiny. It helps if you've got an informed Lautaro. I thought he was he was exceptional yeah, on was. Friday, getting getting back into it. With Empoli... Impoli play attacking. Impoli are one of those oh, teams. They're a lovely team. We don't care. These are the players we have. We're going to yeah. go and attack you. And that can be jarring even for a big club. But, you know, in the end, um, normal service was, was, it was resumed. It Last week, there was plenty of talk that Paul Pogba <laughs> yes. could go across town to Manchester City and follow in the footsteps of Carlos Tevez. Jules, that seems to have cooled now. It's, it, he has a little bit gap, although he's still very much of an option on the table. Um, if you remember 18 months ago, when Mino was still with us, there were already uh, talks between Mino and City uh, about Pogba going in the January transfer window 2021 uh, over to City. It was far more complicated to do that now. Um, I just don't think that staying in Manchester is the idea for him right now. Mm. I think he wants something different. I think he likes the idea of going to Paris and play for PSG and move back there too. So, so he wouldn't rule it out based on the fact that he's... Uh, be played in United's academy and blah blah blah. I don't like think that's so. not, that's not doesn't come into it at all no. for him is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't no I don't think I don't think again that's not his. I don't think that's the main option right now. I'm and just I don't wondering know how, how many... City want it either because I don't have I don't have the City side of it. 
Viewed he, from the outside, and again, there's some people who think Pogba's just a troublemaker and dabs and whatever and the stupid hair and blah, blah, blah. But I think just from a football side of it, and you and I know another side of Pogba, and that's not the Pogba I yeah, recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drop Pogba in there. I agree. I think he would be absolutely phenomenal. And De Bruyne is pushing have. 30. Yeah. Bernardo Silva getting older as well. Uh, you get a guy who already knows the league, and you have him under the guidance of Pep. Um, I agree completely. You know, rather than Solskjaer. I Rangler. think the idea is good from City on a free agent as well. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be looking for, you know, he's going to be expensive, but, you know, I, I, I think De Bruyne wages would, would suit him just fine, completely. frankly. Completely. Also on Friday, Gab, wild scenes at the end of the Genoa-Juventus game. Juventus won't care about the defeat, but Genoa do care about the win, especially on how they won and who scored the winning goal. It was incredible. I mean, all right. So on the Juve angle, you had a lot of little things that happened to Juve in games that don't matter, like Dybala playing really, really well, <laughs> um, Vlaovic getting substituted, getting grumpy. Again. But again. obviously, again, yeah. But obviously, it's with a view towards I know, but the, still. the final one. But, so it's just something we don't need to dwell on Juve, but Genoa is incredible because um, they're fighting to avoid re relegation. They pull one back in minute 87 yeah. to, to make it 1-1, and then they get that penalty deep in injury time. Upsteps Mino Cristo a week before in the oh, Genoa derby it. against Sampdoria. Same thing, deep in injury time. Cristo takes the penalty and has it saved. This time he takes the penalty and he scores. Oh, the cojones. He was a so big. happy. Club captain, so, so happy for him. Christopher Nkunku scores twice and Leipzig stomp all over Augsburg 4-0 to, uh, to go two points clear yeah. in fourth place in the Bundesliga. They're just about there in terms of Champions League qualification, right, Jules? Yeah, we said Freiburg losing obviously made them a big service too, especially a few days after the disappointment of losing that Europa League semi-final against Rangers away where they didn't play well. Maybe the bit of pressure, the, even when they came back into the game, then they let it slip again. So... Not good enough for them on that level, but a bit like City or Real Madrid, to a much, much lesser degree, it was good to bounce back that way. And now they just have to cement it in, in the next two games. What ending to the final PSV game, Gab? PSG were, PSV were 2-0 up with five minutes left, but then concede an injury time VR penalty for a handball on Mauro Jr. Did that call cost them the title? Well, in and of itself, no, but it would have made for a much better ending. I mean, I, Sir Ajax ended up drawing 2-2 two -two, yeah. uh, as well, so the gap is four points, so Stays they the probably same. won't win. Yeah. Stays the same. This VAR penalty, though, like, um, I, I'm not one of those people like, what is he supposed to do with his hands? But in this case, he literally turns around. His arms are by his side. Yeah, it hits him in the elbow, but... What do you want him to do? Well, exactly. What is he supposed to do? I know, man. He literally has his back... Well, like but it's, his arms, arms it, it hits him in the elbow. Would, yeah. He put his arms. It wouldn't make any difference. He'd have to. Um, I thought this was incredibly harsh. I thought it was the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry we're not robbed of a more exciting last day of the Eredivisie. Oh. An injury time winner gives Porto the victory away to Benfica and scores the league title for Sergio Conceição. Jules. Yeah, well deserved. The 30th uh, title, obviously the second in three years after the one from Sporting last season. So getting regaining the title uh, and they deserve it. We mentioned that invincible run as, as well, which they, be they break the record from Benfica from 30 years ago, 40 years ago. So well done to them. Really good team. That came late, that goal. Uh, Sanusi in, 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 um, in the 94th, I think it was. 
But they've been by far, by far the best team in Portugal. Obviously don't need Luis Diaz then well, to win. <laughs> I think he helped massively in the first half of the season, but yeah, maybe without him as well. Wait, would Luis Diaz, would he get two winners medal is, if, if Liverpool yeah, of course. win the title? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because that's it's what really matters. Enough. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Sticking with Porto, Gab, uh, how about we show some love to Pep? He will be back next season, age 40, and there's talk that he could even extend his deal from another two years. I mean, I know he plays centre-backs and I guess... Often set the backs stay longer, you know, and, and, and can play for a bit more than strikers or forwards, for example. But it's still amazing. I think he's a sight sets on our boy Vitorino Hilton here. Yes. You know, he played until he was, what, 45? Um, I think he, I, I looked this up, he made like 23 league starts this year. That is a lot at this age. Mm. Obviously, he's part of the uh, Portugal team for the World Cup. He started that playoff game against North Macedonia. Yeah. If he wants to keep playing so he can play in the World Cup, sure, why not play another season? Um, beyond that, I don't know. We recently, we had Sazan Ibrahimovic on the Gavin Jules show uh, recently. Gavin Jules uh, meets. Um, he's going. Why not have Pep going? You know, yeah, like, I, if, if he feels I'm fine, if he gets it. around the pitch, um, why not? Patrick Schick scores twice as Bayer Leverkusen win away to Hoffenheim to secure third place in the Bundesliga, which I think we need to give a shout out yeah. to. Rico Suave. Jules, Schick has three more goals this season in Holland, also more goals from open play. Is he flying under the radar a little bit? Completely. And he was injured too for quite a while. Yeah, missed a big chunk of the season. I yeah, think it's yeah, 24 yeah. and 27 games. Seven, yeah, something like that. Holland too. So it's not, we're not trying to say that he's. We're not dissing Holland, Jan. Relax. Relax. But an incredible season, especially in terms of consistency, which is something that Schick has has been missing at times. Yeah, we know how talented he is and that he could score great goals and a lot of them, but often he used to go missing a little bit through a season, I mean. Uh, and now, clearly this season, they find a way with Musa Diaby next to him, with others, the way this team attack, the way they play. I don't know if you're a bigger club like Bayern, for example, if you think, OK, let's try to get Schick now, or if you still think that he's not at that level yet and maybe he needs another season like this one to confirm that he's reached that kind of level, but certainly the numbers, the goals he scored, everything that he does for that team is pretty amazing this season. Fabian Ruiz scores the only goal as Napoli win away to Torino, 1-0 gap, they'll finish third, but with a fair bit of regret, right? With a ton of regret. Uh, I I, you know, I tipped them to win the title. So did I. I mean, I change my tip every week, so, um, but I really thought they were up there. Uh, it comes down to the home defeats, but I think they still showed characters. They could have just kind of you know, buckle, yeah. they, 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 they qualified the top four. They, they, they could have left this. Instead, I thought they played really well. Um, Spina making a tremendous save uh, in, in that game as well. Um, I think even with Insignia leaving, they've got a good core mm. and they can come back and challenge next season. With the same manager, or do you think? I think it's going to need to be Spalletti again. I don't think Spalletti's done too many things wrong. No, I agree. My question is with the same owner. Yeah. And is he going to be part of the solution or part of the problem? Chelsea win the Women's Super League well, in England. That- Duels. They had to come from behind on the last day of the season to do it. Last day of the season, they were one point clear of Arsenal at the start of the of the game against Manchester United. Uh, they twice they went behind and and they came back to win. and And I think we need a big a big shout out to Emma Hayes and the team. This third title in a row, which never happened before. There's still no Champions League for now, but but it's going to come. They're so good, uh, and they've been the better team with Arsenal as well all season. It's been a great mano a mano, a great fight between the two. But big shout out to Sam Kerr, who scored an incredible goal to make it four-two, albeit so didn't count as much as the one that she, she scored earlier to make it two-two, for example. But the ball came back. The, the United keeper clears the ball. 
it comes back to her 25 yards out with her back to goal. She chased it to control it, turned with the ball in the air and then volleys it in, in the goal. It's an amazing goal. What a talent she is. And well done, Chelsea and Emma Hayes. Schalke are back in the Bundesliga. Gab, it's nice to have the big boys back, isn't it? Yeah, I like. I mean, this is. I think they call them Traditionsvereine, like sort of tradition club. This is the. But in terms of fans, um, I think they when they're in the, the they have the third highest attendance in Germany, or right around there. Yeah, Historically, you could argue they're the third biggest club uh, in Germany. Um, these are what you call long-suffering fans because they haven't been good for a while. Mm. Even before they got relegated, uh, they weren't good. It's good for them to be back. Um, they have a lot of debt, still a dubious financial situation. Yeah. That's what happens with fan-run clubs. But I'll tell you what, you go, you speak to people in Germany and be like, hey, hey do you want 50 plus one? It's do you not want all it? the clubs like that. But I think, no, it's not all the clubs like that, but I think there's a sense of belonging there. And I think this is what people who simply count trophies don't understand is this means more. Yeah. It really does mean more. Roma kick off in a few hours against Fiorentina. That's on Monday night. But on Thursday, they'd be Leicester to advance to the Conference League final where they would play Feyenoord. But Gab, we nearly had a major Pep Guardiola v Jose Mourinho row, like in the old days, didn't we? So this was down to, again, going back to Pep's comments pregame. Yeah. So at one point he says, you know, he was making the point about how you can spend a lot of money and not win. They spent a lot of money and, and they have won. And he says something, what he, what he said, or what we think he said, um, he said, you know, you can spend a lot of money, that's normal, and then you don't, win, you don't make the Champions League. What sounded like you can spend a lot of money, Astroma don't make the Champions League. That's I, I listened to it like twenty times now, and I'm left in doubt. And so clearly somebody listened to it and says, "Wait, what's he saying about Roma? Is he having a go at Jose?" Um, I don't think he is. I don't think he said Astroma. It would have been strange. I think City clarified. No, no, he says that's normal. I could invite him to enunciate a little bit better. I know it's not his first language, but it's not a language issue. It's an, an enunciation yeah. issue. Easy for me to say. Um, it was just funny. It's just it funny. was funny. It it, was really it, people funny. are just waiting. People would love to see this <laughs> rivalry happen again. It's not going to be a while. Um, but yes, it's not having a go at Jose. Uh, no. Everything's good. We all good. We're really good. Jules, let's check in on Peter Bios's. Peter Bios. Peter, Peter Boss's yeah. house of fun in Leon. Oh. They're facing Mets away. Yeah, Mets who could not put a full ride in the last few weeks. I can't remember how many they lost in a row. But, but guess what? They beat Lyon. Lyon who just won 3 away at Marseille at the Velodrome. Now go to Mets <laughs> and lose 3-2. I mean, this is just... It's just crazy. I don't... I think if you were supporting that club, you would go absolutely mental. Maybe if you're Peter BS, because that's how I'm going to call him now. <laughs> Peter BS, because he's, let's, let's be honest here, he's been a disaster. I know they've had some good games, like the Marseille one, when they won, and he can say as much as he wants that he wanted different players and he didn't really have the players that he wanted, like Asmoon, for example, that there were still some good performances. It's Peter BS, because overall, he was not good enough. Uh, and that game showed it. That game summed it up completely. Losing to Mets, I mean, come on. Gab, you've been talking about this for weeks now. Really for weeks. You've been so excited. But how excited exactly are you for the Wagata Christie trial 
which kicks off this week now. It starts soon. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I can't wait. I wish they had live coverage from the courthouse. I would be glued to it. I would be taking the days off to, to listen to it. There's suggestions that, um, that it's not just Colleen Rooney against Rebecca Vardy. No. There's suggestions that they could get Wayne Rooney's going to testify, that Jamie Vardy, oh, a whole parade of wags might be testifying, newspaper editors as well, asking real questions about how tabloids get their story. This story has everything. Um, when does it, it start? Which day? I you know? believe it starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, on Tuesday. Tomorrow. Um what it won't have is Caroline Watt, who is Rebecca Vardy's uh, PR yeah. assistant. Yeah. Um, it looks as if Vardy's camp has basically the argument that they're they're making is, look, Colleen, you libeled Rebecca Vardy. Instead, it wasn't Rebecca Vardy. It was somebody who had Rebecca Vardy's. Uh, you can't say for sure it was Rebecca Vardy. It could be somebody who had access to Rebecca Vardy's account, of like course, yeah. said Caroline Watt, who's very easy to pick on at this point because exactly. apparently. She has psychological issues. She has medical clearance. She's not going to testify, but um, uh, but whatever. It's going to be entertaining. I hope that, as we, as people know, ESPN have one of the best documentary program with a thirty for thirty. I, I, I want a thirty for thirty on the work. Yeah. In fact, if this hasn't been commissioned, commission us right yeah, now. Yeah. We'll do, we did the thirty we'll, we'll for thirty every day. Everton win two on away to Leicester City to move out of the bottom three. Jules, they have a game in hand. Is Frank Lampard's junior's great escape complete? Not just yet, Gab. They're, they're, they're only a point clear of Burnley and Leeds with that game in hand, of course, so it could be four, and I get that. Uh, and they can well go to Watford and win in midweek. And they, it's, it would, would Watford have already been relegated. Yeah, it would not be over, but, but it, would be, it would look really good in a game where I think Jordan Pickford had to come big again and, and help them because Leicester had chances and Leicester played well too, but they won. Even if Mikolenko scored the goal of his life, clearly. <laughs> How awesome was that? Incredible. So it's clearly it's happening for them. So well done. No, no, I, I'm, I'm glad they're back next season. Everton belongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabby Feverton, do stay up, look into your crystal ball and tell me who is down then between Burnley of uh, Michael Jackson, of course, and Leeds of our friend Jesse March. Okay. So, you know my feelings about teams who are on the beach late in the season. Burnley have Spurs away, Villa away, and Newcastle home. Okay, so one on the, two on the beach, one not on the beach. Potentially, yeah. I, Villa away, I still would hope that the last home game they'd have some kind of reaction. Spurs away, I think, is really, really tough. Um, so I would lean towards Leeds. Leeds have Chelsea at home. As you know, there's a long-standing rivalry between yeah, Chelsea and Leeds. They really do not like each other. Yeah. The way Chelsea have been playing of late, I think they can get points here. Yeah. Brighton at home and Brentford away, you know. Brighton and Brentford are like boxes beach of chocolates. Beach. You never know what you're going to get. True. You know, no, because we thought Brighton was on the beach and then they go and they, they whoop Manchester United, right? Um, Brentford looked terrible against United and yeah. then they get a So it's tough. I, I'm going to suggest that this is where the worm turns and Burnley go down. Let's make a rare foray into League Two, Jules. Wow, really Bristol bad. Rovers needed a five-goal swing on the last day of the season from uh, Northampton Town uh, to earn the last automatic promotion spot uh, to League One. Yeah. Funnily enough, they got just that, beating Scunthorpe 7-0. Incredible, Gav. I think they were 2-0 up at halftime. Uh, uh, Scunthorpe, who were already down uh, on the really bad run of resolve, played the law of the kids. Still, seven, when you just need it, seven, it's a bit like Joey Barton, by the way, very st struggling the first half of the season, turned things around off the pitch. It, he has some issues, of course, but you have to say that on the pitch, he got automatic promotion to League One, which is what the objective was. It's, so. it's exciting. 
I always, and maybe I'm too cynical, just growing up watching well, too much game City was on just Arranged? No, I don't think the game was arranged. I'm just thinking, like, if you're Scunthorpe and you're six 0 down, you know, but what, not, your life you doesn't change if you cause, if if you if you concede another goal. That that's that's yeah. the narrative that emerges from it, fairly or unfairly. I'd be more impressed with this if Scunthorpe had something to play for. Yeah, Simple true, as. but they didn't. Ajax drew 2-2 at the weekend and coupled with PSV results, it means they will likely win the Eredivisie. division. Now, but Gab, is it weird to you that Eric Ten Hag's assistant, Fred Rutten, won't be joining him at Manchester United? Instead, he's going to PSV. Well, that's the part that's weird. He's like, oh, I'm going to be Ruud van Nistelrooy's assistant at PSV Eindhoven. It's weird to <laughs> me that it, it, this would be like, this would be like if Manchester City sack Pep and appoints... Pep, the other Pep, Pep Linders or whatever his name yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah. The, 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 the guy who sits with uh, uh, with Klopp next to the really games. The, it would be Van Nistelrooy number two, so it's not like if he was going from Ajax number two to PSV number one, right? Okay, so it's as if Pep Linders goes and becomes no, I Pep's know. number two, and then you've got double Pep. No, like, <laughs> I, like, I, he, I, I love his reasons, though, um, for not going to... He said, you know, there's, oh, you got to work-life balance, grandchildren, all this other stuff. The dude's 59 years old. Yeah. Maybe I'm he assuming, likes Ruud as well. Maybe he's got a special relationship with Ruud van Nistelrooy. Maybe he does. Uh, I, I just... Like, I don't know if this is going to have an impact on Manchester United. You can't help but feel that he's aware it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride once he does get <laughs> a big, big job style. for... It's not a good style already for them. No, like. big job for ETH. Yeah. Right, that brings us to an end, Jules, but uh, what do you say we come back on Thursday? Oh, do this definitely. all over again because yes. we've got midweek football in the Premier League, midweek football in La Liga, the yeah. Coppa Italia final. So much going on. Until then, love the game, love your neighbor, love yourself.